0: All right, News Roundup Information Overload Hour, Sean Hannity Show, toll-free, our numbers 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, I've said this before, it's sad for me to say, but I've come to believe it, I know it to be true. Uh, The idea that we have in the United States of America equal justice under the law, I don't believe exists any longer. The idea that we have equal application of laws, I don't believe it exists anymore. Uh, the idea that we now live uh, in, a, in a world where we criminalize political differences, I believe that is very real. If you are a liberal, you can pretty much get away with anything. Then we watch this, this whole three-and-a-half-year disaster, lie, which is the biggest you know, lie, hoax, conspiracy theory ever, the media mob, uh, pretty much all of them, with the exception of, like, my show and a few others. And they went out there and they peddled a narrative, a false narrative, of Donald Trump and Russia colluding. And we now know that the basis of this FISA application that Hillary Clinton, they used Hillary Clinton's bought-and-paid-for dirty disinformation, of ironically, of all things, Russian dossier. You know, they say, you know, in, on the top of a FISA application... It says verified. OK, well, none of it was verified and we now know none of it was verifiable and we now know uh, it was unverifiable because they've the lies in it have been debunked. Then you have Paul Manafort, you know, they, they go back, dig up something that was long dead, gone and buried and forgotten as a means of trying to squeeze him. Well, anyway, uh, Paul Manafort was pardoned by President Trump, thankfully, rightfully, in my view and paul manafort is now telling his story he's got a new book out we have it on hannity.com amazon.com be out soon called political prisoner paul now gets to tell his side of the story uh which is really good it's uh it's subtitled is persecuted prosecuted but not silenced mr manafort sir welcome to the program
1: thank you sean i appreciate the opportunity to speak to you and your audience today. Look, I'm, I'm, I'm laying
0: this out, what I've learned, because I spent three years of my life rightfully uncovering what I believe is the biggest abuse of power corruption scandal in our history. And, and we dotted every I, and we crossed every T, and we got everything right, it affirmed multiple times. Even the Washington Post can't stand by their, their reporting on the Steele dossier. I don't know why the rest of the media didn't follow suit, but they didn't. You got caught up in the middle of this. Let's talk about it from your side.
1: Well, I appreciate that. Uh, Yeah, I mean, it it was the situation uh, when Russian collusion first broke into the open. I laughed and uh, I I didn't take it seriously because I knew there was no such thing as Russian collusion. Uh, Then as the drumbeat started to grow louder and uh, stories started to leak out into the media, About uh, from anonymous government sources about links between the Trump campaign and me and Russia, you know, I started to see a pattern that caused me concern. But still, because I knew there was no no truth to it all, didn't alarm me. Uh, it wasn't until a special prosecutor was appointed that I realized this thing has gotten to be serious, regardless of whether it's true or not. I, I, I always was of the belief that if you were innocent, you didn't have anything to worry about. But frankly, from my personal experience, I discovered that unfortunately is not true anymore in the United States, especially if you supported and uh, uh, and helped elect Donald Trump.
0: You now, it's amazing if they would have listened If Nancy Pelosi and Muriel Bowser would have called up the 20,000 troops that, that Donald Trump asked for, January 6th wouldn't have happened. I mean, it's, it's but they won't even, the, the chairman of the committee said, Nancy is off limits. They don't want to get to the truth of what happened that day, because if they did, those would be the first people you call. Let me go into, the, let's start the night of your arrest, and, and we can work our way backwards and even move forwards whatever way you want, but what happened, you had just testified the day prior, I believe before it was the Senate committee,
1: yeah, that was actually uh, I you know, we my lawyers and I fully complied with everything the Senate and the House were, were investigating. Uh, and this was actually before the special prosecutor was uh, was appointed, and uh, or actually right after the special prosecutor was appointed. And uh, even though I was totally cooperating, the next day, the next day after my appearance with the, the Senate staff. I had 15 FBI agents with guns drawn uh, walking down the corner of my home, unbeknownst to me, at 6 a.m. in the morning, uh, conducting a no-knock in, in, uh, in, uh, uh, search of my my personal property. Why they had to do that? There was no reason other than they were trying to intimidate me. Weiss, this was a tactic you know, I'd read about in Sidney Powell's book, uh, License to Lie, that Weissman used in his prosecutions uh, is to scare... Targets of his, not that who he's actually after, but who he wants to get to go, to help him go after the people he targeted. So it was apparent to me from that day forward that Weissman's uh, tar- focus on me was a means to his end, and his end really was the president. Uh, again, I was concerned for the president because I knew there was nothing there. There was no Russian collusion. Uh, there were no, there was no evidence of even, uh, of even hearsay kind of uh, coordination, uh, and in fact, of course, as, as the your work and the work of others uh, exposed, it was the Clinton campaign that was dealing with the Russians through uh, through Christopher Steele and Infusion uh, GPS. Uh, but that morning, you know, literally fifteen FBI agents were in my home at six a.m., guns drawn, telling me to raise my hands and get out of bed.
0: I mean, it's pretty unbelievable. The only thing missing was those CNN cameras, and I, I I'm sure they would have gotten them there if they could. Um, so then, this long nightmare in your life begins, and you know, walk us through the process because, and and I know you can't reveal it all until the book comes out, and and the manuscript I think is now in the editing phase, and and then will be printed. Um, and if people want a first edition, it's it's on Amazon.com. Um, and I would ask you to explain from that day forward how things went with your life, and most specifically with Mueller and Mueller's team. You you told me last night something that surprised me, and that is you only saw Robert Mueller once briefly, and you never had words with Robert Mueller.
1: No, Robert Mueller was not a part of my case, other than his name was on the— uh the doormast, uh, I, when I did see him, he was I was uh, over at the special prosecutor's office, and he was walking down the corridor. He looked at me, and this is like a year into the special prosecutor's uh, uh, existence, and he looked at me, he didn't know who I was. I mean, and, and so it, that told me everything I needed to know, that, that he was not running the show as far as I was concerned.
0: By the way, uh, he did not do well when he testified. He had a little bit of Joe Biden-itis. He didn't even know what fusion GPS was. wasn't even a trick question. He didn't
1: know. Uh, you know, I saw that. And, uh, but I mean, uh, even Andrew Weissman, who was leading the investigation against me, he didn't have any facts. He had a narrative. It was his narrative. Uh, you would read about it in the press, but there was no there was there were no facts behind his narrative. It was what he thought and wanted it to be. it and, and frankly. Uh, the reason he came after me at first was to get Trump. And then he, when he realized he couldn't get to Trump from me because there was nothing to get, then he uh, doubled down and wanted me to spend the rest of my life in prison.
0: And by the way, even suggesting as long as 24 years, which is an obscene amount for what they were charging you with, let's talk about the time that you spent talking to, I assume, the lead Lead uh, what, what the New York Times described as uh Mueller's pitbull Andrew Weissman. By the way, did you see that Weissman came out uh and and thinks that you might be violating your plea deal even though you've got a full pardon uh by writing a book? He doesn't want you to write this book, apparently.
1: He can't, help, you know, he certainly doesn't want me writing the book. Uh, yeah, you know, he, he can't help himself, he knows, in fact that there's no restriction anymore of me writing this book and publishing it. Uh, but he can't help himself. Uh, and, I, and is he concerned? I think he is concerned, because some of the things I'll be talking about in the book are going to make it clear that his objective was not to find justice, but to conform, to do injustice. And uh, and when he couldn't get his way, you know, when he, with me, he went after Stone. I mean, he did the same thing to Roger Stone that he did to me. I mean, it was just, I mean, and I guess... You know, Roger was second up, but he, you know, because I didn't give Weissman anything, Roger had to go through the same miserable experience. Uh, and, and again, they got nothing from Roger either because there was nothing to get.
0: Quick break. More with Paul Manafort. He is coming out with his new book soon. He's given us a preview. Political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. Uh, Amazon.com, Hannity.com. Soon, we'll let you know when. Bookstores everywhere. Hey, I want to remind you, both ladies and gentlemen, with the new year upon us, thanks to our friends at Chamonix and Genucel, you can look 5, 10, 15 years younger during the final week of the Genucel New Year's clearance event. Now, you save over 60% off Genucel's hand-picked most popular package to care for all of your skin needs, and you'll see those fine lines, forehead wrinkles, sagging jawline, bags puffiness under your eyes just disappear It works for men. It works for women. It's safe for all skin types and perfect for skin of any age. Linda loves it.
2: I sure do. And let me tell you something. I use it every day. It is 10 degrees here in the Eastern block. We need Cheminine. We need (laughs) Genucel.com. I advise everybody to go.
0: All right. GenuCell promises results. So your money back guaranteed. And right now you'll get GenuCell's top selling rare mineral spa package. Absolutely free when you check out. So in other words, you can enjoy a luxury spa quality treatment. With a world-class cleanser, microdermabrasion scrub in the comfort of your own home. Go to GenuCell.com, enter the promo code SEAN35 at checkout. You get an added discount and all orders today's upgraded to free priority shipping. GenuCell.com to look your best from our friends at Chamonix. Exposing the Pelosi Party's chaos and corruption all day, every day. This this is the Sean Hannity Show. i with Paul Manafort as he continues to tell us his story. Political prisoner persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. So let's talk about what would go on. How would these sessions go go down? I mean, you would be sitting with, I guess, Weissman and probably others, I'm guessing. And they would be wanting you to say certain things, and they'd be offering you certain things in exchange, for example. Um, like I look at it like, Sammy the Bull Gravano murders 19 people or 20 people, whatever the number is, and, and he gets in the witness protection program, does not no jail time as a result of it, because he, he said what the FBI wanted him to say about uh, John Gotti. Now, that if it's one's freedom for a murderer is something of great value. So, you know, how are you going to uh, move a whole case uh, based on the testimony of a, a known murderer uh, that you're giving freedom to? Not exactly the most credible witness in my eyes, but but that's how the system works. When they sat you down, did they offer you a quid pro quo?
1: There, there, there were there were inferences and promises that uh, that if I was cooperating with them, uh, they would seek leniency in my behalf. Uh, and to uh, so them, cooperating was agreeing to a narrative that wasn't true. And would, uh, would our, they be our, telling
0: you the narrative? Would they say, didn't this really happen? Didn't Donald Trump really work with Putin or whatever they would be asking you?
1: Well, I I actually go through it in the book. So the kind of Q and A that we went through, but there would be there would be scenarios that were posited, and uh, and I would disagree with them, and uh, timetables that I would disagree with, and uh, uh, in conversations that I would disagree with, and you know, again, I get into all this in the book, uh, but it's uh, it was very unpleasant because I'm in a situation where uh, I'd have to lie to give them what they want. And by not lying uh, they came after me even harder and uh, it, it was
0: was it very clear to you that skin. if you told them what they wanted to hear about Donald Trump that your freedom was 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 pretty much going to be assured or you your your sentence would be very very low
1: uh, they, 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 they there was you know statements to the fact that uh, you know, if I cooperated that they would not be coming after me as hard as they ended up coming after me um, and, uh, you know, we never got to define that moment uh, because we never got to that moment. Uh,
0: but you knew what they wanted you to say. What were they looking for you to say?
1: I mean, they, they had a narrative, and again, I'll go through this in the book, that had uh, the president involved with me and others uh, in, in colluding with, uh, with Russians, which was absurd. And uh, it... it I don't know if they. By the way, you
0: know, I will tell you when you're looking at the rest of your life in prison, and they just want you to say one thing, and then you can get your freedom back, or maybe only get a year instead of 25 years. That's a pretty tempting offer.
1: Well, it's just not who I am. I I mean, I wasn't going to lie to to do that. I mean, once you start down that road, it's a slippery slope. I mean, who knows where you end up. And there was no way I was going to do that. Uh, And I'd made it clear in the beginning to my lawyers who had made it clear to Weissman. But, you know, Weissman's got a pretty good track record of breaking people.
0: Talk to me uh, about prison. What was prison life like? You spent nearly a year in, in solitary confinement. I think they were trying to break you myself just as an outside observer. And what was life generally like in prison?
1: Yeah, it it was exactly that. They were trying to break me. I mean, I was in an 8 by tw- 10 cell. I mean, no windows. Uh did, I couldn't tell if it was day or night, uh, no clock. So I can, I mean, I had to I had to, to tell time by by the uh, when the meals were being served, uh, as to uh, what what time of the day it was. Uh and, it it was and it was very disorienting. Uh, and I had to really draw into myself and my family and my faith, and uh, and my confidence that uh, that uh, the, the right things would happen. Hopefully, if, if I but I was not, you know, it was not. A how certainty.
0: how did the prison population treat you? Because oftentimes that they, they don't like political people.
1: Well, the, I had no problem with the, the population of the prison. They 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 admire the fact that I was not a rat. But I had not lied to help myself. I had, uh, All right, stay
0: with that thought. Let me. I'm going to hold you over a little bit, if you don't mind, for the next break. Uh, Paul Manafort is with us. His book will be coming out soon. Uh, You can get it on uh, Amazon.com, Hannity.com, pretty soon bookstores everywhere. We'll let you know when it gets released. Political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. More with Paul Manafort. We'll get to your calls. Final half hour coming up. 800-941-SHAWN is our number as we continue. All right, 25 till the top of the hour. A few more moments, and then we'll get to your calls. 800-941-SHAWN with uh, Paul Manafort. Uh, He's given us a little preview. He's been writing a new book. It'll be coming out shortly. When it does, we'll have a a more extended interview with more details. Political prisoner, persecuted, prosecuted, but not silenced. Uh, It's on Hannity.com, Amazon.com, and we'll let you know when it's in bookstores everywhere. We were talking about time in prison, Uh, probably the last place you ever thought you'd be in life. Um, (laughs) Yeah. So you, you end up in, in prison. They put you in solitary confinement, what was it, nine, ten months
1: straight? Yeah, ten months, yeah.
0: And that's 23 yeah. hours in, in your prison cell without a window. You don't know if it's day or night. And then you get, what, an hour out in the yard?
1: Uh, no, an hour out what, twice a week, not a, t- every hour, a day. Twice,
0: a day. So twice a week. Now, at that point, I remember seeing you at a court hearing, and you were in a wheelchair. And apparently, you I, I had read that you were suffering from health problems, gout among them, which I hear is very painful, but what was that like?
1: Uh, it was no fun. I mean, it, it, I've always been a healthy person and never had any gout or anything like that, but the diet was so bad in prison that uh, I asked for a diabetic diet, even though I wasn't a diabetic, figuring it would be less, less salt and richness in the food. And I was told not to bother because the only difference between the two diets was the less food in the in the diabetic one so that didn't solve my problem so I was forced really to uh, not eat very much because it would, it was causing the inflammation and causing the pain and uh, when I had to go to court I, I had to use a wheelchair because I literally couldn't walk uh, wow.
0: what was now, the, what was the kind of what was the food like was it chicken was it steak was uh, you know I'm not expecting well, you got the, the best gourmet food there.
1: No, a lot of times I didn't know really what it
0: was. (laughs) (laughs) We can laugh now. I'm sure it wasn't fun then.
1: No, it it wasn't. But, you know, the way I approached all of it, I mean, you sit back now and you think of the horror of it, but I just decided I couldn't let this treatment get to me, and I wouldn't. uh, Because if I did capitulate to it, then Weissman was winning, and I wasn't going to let that happen. How did you
0: occupy your time then?
1: Uh, I, I was able to get books. I read a lot of books. Uh, yeah, I read the Bible as a history book. I'd never read it as a history book before. And wow. uh, and I found that very informative. And, uh, and then I was keeping notes. I mean, I was able to get some paper and keeping notes. And then later on... Uh, uh, after about three or four months, I was able to get a transistor radio, the old Sony transistor radios. And, uh,
0: yeah, wow.
1: Frankly, you and Mark Levin and, and Rush got me through those times because that was my connection to the outside world was that radio. And I would listen to your show, and uh, listen to uh, Levin. And to, would, would you uh,
0: listen to nine hours of radio most days That once you got the radio?
1: There were days I did that, yes, just because... <laughs>
0: Uh, well, listen, I hope I hope you heard me talking about you a lot, because we talked about you a lot.
1: No, I did, and I appreciated it. And frankly, that's part of the thing that gave me courage and confidence, that in the end, the right things would happen. I, you know, why shouldn't like to say that I had a commitment from the president but to be pardoned? Pardon? I never had a commitment, but I had belief that he'd do the right thing. And I talked he, about we, that I, in the book.
0: We learned later, when they released text messages between the two of us, that, um, that apparently what did they think that I was sending secret telepathic messages like from Donald Trump to you? I'm like, what's wrong with these people?
1: Uh, yeah, they, they, they showed me some of our emails for the first time I said, well, you don't have to read these emails. Just watch them on TV. Cause he says the <laughs> exactly. Thing
0: on TV. So it became a big deal. Um, and fake news, CNN and MSDNC, you know what their commentary was? Oh my gosh. It sounds just like his monologues. He really believes this, <laughs> which made me think, "Yeah, I believe it." Do you not believe what you say?
1: Yeah, well, they know better than to believe what they say because it's not true usually.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, was there a low point? Was there a moment you said, I, "This, this just sucks. I can't take this."
1: Yeah, well, not I can't take this, but the low points were my wife's uh, my wedding anniversary. I had my 40th and 41st wedding anniversaries in jail. Uh, you know, my wife's birthday, my kids' birthdays. Uh, I had two grandkids at the time. I went in there, three when I came out, and, and not being able to be with them in their you know early years, I mean, that, that's what was tough. Um, but I have a good, fan, a strong family. They were there for me. My wife would drive uh, 12 hours uh, every week to see me, six hours over and six hours back. At the, it, it, it got me through it. I mean, the family and faith and believing that, you know, things would turn out in the end because it was not this just wasn't right. But it concerns me because I now see a Biden administration creating a domestic terrorism unit uh, to go after Americans who don't agree with uh, with, with them on things. They, they this January sixth farce that uh, that plays into you know from the very same people who never recognized Donald Trump's victory and did everything they could to destroy his presidency because they didn't like the fact that he won. Uh, you know, so I mean, I am concerned about our future, and uh, and I talk about these things in the book because the book is more than just my life in prison. I mean, the legal issue talks about the Trump campaign, it talks about some of the important decisions that were made that I was a part of, and it talks about the Trump administration, and what the president was able to accomplish, and comparing it to where we are today, and why elections make a difference. And uh, uh, you know, it's so. It uh, and these are things that I was able to sort of build on when I was in solitary confinement, listening to you and to Levin and to, uh, to Rush. And, uh, uh, it, it it got me through.
0: Unbelievable. Well, the book is uh, I, I can't wait to read it, and I know you you're you're not saying a lot of what's in it for the, all the right reasons, um, because you want to tell the story in full when the time is right. Uh, giving us a preview though has been fascinating and and interesting. It's called Political Prisoner, Persecuted, Prosecuted, But Not Silenced. Paul Manafort, when that book comes out, we can't wait to have you. Thank you for being with us.
1: Thank you, Sean. I really appreciate it. Have a good day.
0: You too. 800-941-SEAN, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Back to the other breaking news of the day. This did not surprise me. Linda, I predicted that this was going to be what the the vote is, and the Supreme Court uh, ruling— uh, that came out today what did i say the moment joe biden gave his vaccine mandate speech i said there was said, this going to go-. be
2: a slew of lawsuits
0: i did what did i predict i said they're going to split the baby here i said it's gonna and what did i say i said it was going to be six three um so I, I i but it's hard to predict based on oral arguments but we ended up being right it was kind of so obvious in this case it was um
2: I don't know what you mean by that. I don't think it's obvious at all. I mean, we saw Sotomayor and Breyers literally lie on sitting on the dais of the Supreme Court. It's an embarrassment. I don't think they
0: lied. I think they didn't know what the hell they're talking about. I think there's a difference.
2: I think they get fed like a list. Right. And instead of doing their own research, like how many hours you spend researching in the morning? Right. We start talking like five in the morning and then we spend the whole day doing research. Right. And Mm -hmm. you do your own research. Nobody's sitting there reading it for you. I don't think these knuckleheads spent more time reading their own research. I think somebody handed them a sheet, a list, and they said what was on it, and they just read it off. Because no one could read that and say, this makes sense. It doesn't make any sense. And quite frankly, I was saying this the other day to the Attorney General Brnovich's office in Landry. I said, are they going to correct the record? I mean, these are bold-faced lies that are now on Supreme Court I, I just records. disagree
0: with your term lie. I honestly, when, when Breyer says, we just had 750 million people uh, get the virus this week, I just think he didn't know. I mean, we only have a population of 350 million, or or was it I think it was Sotomayor 300, that said 100,000 children? I mean, she just doesn't know what she's talking They don't know what they're talking about.
2: But that's even more scary. So now these two people sit on the Supreme Court of the United States making... You yeah. know, rules about legislation and, and things that are gonna affect generations of Americans.
0: Well, it's unbelievable. What do you it's think? It's pretty scary. I'll tell you what else is scary. Paul Manafort's story is scary. And and this is why I've been so disappointed. Um when the inspector general's report finally came out and that took forever, and it corroborated all of the reporting that that we did on this show and on Hannity, the TV show. And it you know and our ensemble cast that worked so hard and the referrals that were in there and the low-hanging fruit and we still have next to almost nothing from Durham I cannot fathom why that is possible how do you refer people for the exact same allegations that you know that led to pre-dawn raids for people like Roger Stone and Madame Fort and others uh, they put that that pork he's a kid to me he's a great guy uh papadopoulos they put him in jail for what two weeks remember the discussion i had with him in the studio that day
2: yeah i remember
0: he's like i'm gonna challenge this i'm like no you're not don't do it i said anybody can do two weeks i said you're gonna run the risk that you're gonna do two years don't do it and he listened to me i didn't want to give him that advice um and and they got through it but it's just unbelievable here also by the way yeah, other... it's
2: heartbreaking to see that our fellow Americans don't have their own constitutional rights and that people don't care because they politicize something that doesn't even really exist
0: yeah um anyway 800-941 Sean is our number you want to be a part of the program all right let's go to our phones here as we say hi to let's see dwayne is in Massachusetts dwayne how are you I'm good how you doing Sean I'm good sir glad you called
3: um I just wanted to say thank you from the top uh, for what you do i um I'm a, uh, from the class of 84, and my first Christmas, last Christmas gift my mother gave me was a, a Rush Limbaugh book uh, when I was graduating high school, so it kind of wow. sent me on a course to be a fan of yours, and Rush, and Mark Levin, and, and I actually spoke to Rush once, so I just want to say thank you.
0: I can do both. I can imitate both. Which one do you like better? Sean Hannity um, is filling in later this week. That's Rush. Or yeah, I can right. do Levin. I'll say it. Nobody else will say it. There. it. Oh, you I might said have the calling. They've been twilliquid. I love it. All right, I which one it. Which one do you like better? Or I can do Bill Clinton. Uh, I want to uh, say to all the hot chicks out there in Hannity Land, if you ever need a tour of, of the Hannity studio, I, I, I'll give you a personalized tour.
3: Oh, uh, man, I'll book you for a tour. Sounds like that'll work. <laughs> uh, which, get well, which one do you like I the mean. best?
0: That's my question. A, B, or C?
3: Uh, uh, rush.
0: Really? By the way, how much do we miss his voice? man? I know,
3: man. Uh, man. I I think he's the last person I cried for when they passed. But the reason why I called in, sir, um, is because I spent about 40, 45 years in the music industry, and I'm not going to drop names, but I worked with A-listers across the board. And one thing I noticed about the left is that they deployed the same strategies that we used to use to market some of the biggest records uh, that ever, uh, you know, on, on the planet, and they used it to uh brainwash uh the next generation uh to the point where I'm an African American and I'm actually a minister now. But um and they use the same uh uh tactics of uh repetition. Whether you're lying or not, keep saying it anyway. Whether you're lying or not if it's not in of information, keep saying it anyway. And eventually someone's gonna believe it. it is just like uh with certain uh, recording artists that you know they can't sing, they can't rap, they suck. But what happens is that when people play it anyway because money's behind it, then it'll make some folks think, "Well, this must be hot." By the way,
0: I know this to be true because I know too many people in the music industry, in, in no, and on the radio side in particular. I know it's everything you're saying yeah, is so true. You know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah. You're yeah. cracking me up because, and you're right in your analysis, it's the exact same tactics. Look, Democrats yeah. have a book, and I say mm-hmm. it, it. I used to say every two and four years Republicans are racist, sexist, uh, xenophobic, mm-hmm. homophobic, right. Islamophobic. Right. Now it's transphobic. They want dirty mm-hmm. air water and to kill grandma and grandpa after after only feeding them dog and cat food. Okay. Now mm-hmm. they say it every day. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, Joe Biden playing the race card the other day, uh, you know, it's it's just standard fare for liberals and the media mob. And like, Dick Durbin even yeah. acknowledged yeah, he might have gone too far. I'm like, yeah, yeah you'd think, but yeah. you know that that's yeah. the world we live in. All right, it, uh, drop drop would, some names. I want to know who who did you okay, work with?
3: Well, my my family pedigree: Tina Turner, uh, cousin, he wow. King, my uncle. Um, I was music director for a new Edition, Ralph Tresvant, for years. Um, oh, wow. And um, I uh, worked with Maurice Starr. We did New Kids on the Block. And, and, and my thing is, I me being a conservative, I always wondered why I couldn't find money on the right side of the aisle that on the left side, you know, they're willing to put up the money to, to back some of these artists and get them spun because once they do it, they know they can control the narrative because if someone's paying for your master's, then, of course, they get to influence what you say, even if you're not really on board with that. You know what I mean? I feel
0: sorry yeah. for musicians. They, they sign yeah. these deals. They're all excited. They get a record deal, and they don't yeah. read the fine print, and they get the, financially they get destroyed. Um, yeah. I hate yeah. that that happens to really talented artists. Like Even what happened with Taylor Swift, this guy you know, bought out her library. I'm like, really? That, that was a pretty crappy yeah. thing to do, in my yeah. opinion. All right, yeah. thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate it. Call back again, all right, my friend?
3: I will. Thank
0: you. Bye-bye. All right. Dwayne, thank you. 800-941-Sean our number.